Are you getting frustrated with what to feed a teenager who's always hungry? Everybody knows that teenagers have a huge appetite. It seems like you need to feed them constantly to satisfy their hunger. It's even more difficult where teenagers who struggle with their weight truly want to make changes, like cut down on junk food or stop overeating, and they can't. There's frustration, isolation, stress, and that's why I decided to create a recipe collection of 30 easy and healthy meals for teenagers. They're all high in protein to satisfy your teenager's hunger, and they can all be ready in less than 30 minutes. If you want to grab a free copy, go to lifestyle4teens.com forward slash recipes. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Lifestyle and Weight Loss for Teens podcast. This is Dr. Jenny Gorgari, and today's topic, I'm going to talking about dieting in teenagers. You may have heard already that dieting is not a very effective way to uh, get you into a healthy weight, both for adults, but I'm mainly interested in teenagers. And what we um, have seen in different studies is that even though diets may be effective on the short term, that that means that if you do a diet for a month, that may be effective and you may lose weight. Uh, it's not sustainable over time, and it may actually get you to have the opposite results if you uh, follow very particularly very strict diet. So this was a um, very, very interesting study. It was published in 2003 in the Journal of Pediatrics. And what the researchers did is they got teenagers and they followed them over two to three years and they asked them whether they diet uh, or not and how frequently do they use dieting to, as a method to control their weight and they also collected data on their exercise and what they eat and um, whether they also have other unhealthy behaviors. And then they follow their weight and their height and calculated their body mass index to see what happened um, in different groups according to their diet behaviors. Uh, so they initially... Um, started asking those questions in a group of teenagers in 1996. And then some of them, they followed for one or two or three years. This was a study done between 1996 and 1999. So a total of 16,882 teenagers participated in the study. This is a huge sample of teenagers, which makes this a great study because as I have mentioned before, the higher the people you have in a study, the more likely it is that the results you're getting are going to be uh, closer to the truth. So when they um, got these teenagers, they were um, they asked them uh, questions like, for example, during the past year, how often did you get, uh, did you diet to lose weight? How, how often did you diet uh, to keep you from gaining weight? And um, how frequently have you died in the last year? Never less than a month, one to three times a month, once a week, two to six times per week, or every day. So the kids that um, 
where um, following a diet maybe one or three times a month or once a week, they were uh, put together in a group that was named as infrequent dieters. The kids that reported uh, dieting two to six times per week or almost every day, those were the kids that were labeled as frequent dieters. And then there were the group of teenagers that never they had never died. They were not following a diet, so they also uh, followed uh, this this group of kids. So, because activity is one um, reason why some people may gain or lose weight, they collected data on their physical activity. So they asked them questions like, "How often did you play volleyball or soccer or basketball?" So they kind of get a sense of how much activity they were doing, and they calculated uh, a score based on their physical activity. They also gave them um, food questionnaires where they asked them what they uh, were eating, and there was a questionnaire of um, different food items, and they um, asked them how frequently they had this food, like maybe once a month or once per day or four times per day. So in a sense, they were trying to do like a gross estimate of their dietary intake um, and see what they were eating and how frequently they were eating it. And they also um, asked them about uh, binge eating. So um, they, uh, if, if the kids had episodes at least once a month where they had days where they would eat a very, very large amount of food in a short period of time, and then they would really feel out of control during that episode of overeating, then they would characterize this as a binge eating uh, behavior. Because uh, and, and they also collected data on the kids that had um, binge eating behavior. So they followed these kids in, uh, at the beginning, and then they follow them over time. And then they look at their um, body mass index, which is their weight for their height. Um, and they that way they could see which kids over time did better uh, and which kids did not do so good. Uh, if you don't know what the BMI is, I invite you to go check out uh, episode number one, where I describe what is a BMI and how you can figure out what's a healthy BMI for your uh, teenager, for any teenager, really. Uh, so go to lifestyleforteens.com forward slash one. It's uh, go back to episode one to learn more about the healthy BMI. So um, what they found in this study was that 25% of the girls and 13.6% of the boys were infrequent dieters and 4.5% of the girls and 2.2% of the boys were frequent dieters. So what, what that tells you is that almost 30% of the girls and adolescent girls were in some form of diet and roughly um, somewhat less than 20% of boys uh, also were following uh, some kind of diet, whether frequent or infrequent. The percentage of uh, dieting was more in girls than in boys, but it's still significant percent of boys reported some kind of dieting. 
Now, uh, when it comes to binge eating, overall binge eating was way less common than dieting, both in boys and in girls. But it uh, was more common um, in girls than it was in boys. Um, it was less than 5%, probably closer to 2% or something like that um, uh, in, uh, in girls. When they followed the kids over time, what they found is that the group of children that were following some kind of diet gained more weight over time than the group of the kids that did not follow any diet. And in particular, this the people that were following more dieting, the frequent dieters, were the people that ended up gaining more weight compared to the group that were infrequent dieters and also compared to the group that never had diet. So approximately the infrequent dieters also were five times more likely to get involved in a binge eating behavior compared to the group that never diet. And when we look at the frequent dieters, that um, likelihood went up to 12 times more likely. And that is in girls and similar results in boys. The uh, frequent dieters that were boys were seven times more likely to involved in binge eating behavior. What does that tell you? That tells you that the percentage of uh, kids that have this unhealthy binge eating behavior is more common among the kids that tend to diet and follow a strict diet more frequently. And finally, the frequency of dieting was very important when they analyzed the data in regards to which boys and which girls um, gain weight or they had a higher uh, BMI over time. And the researchers found that the kids that the more frequently kids diet, the more increase they had in their weight over time compared to the kids that did not diet and the, or that they even had um, less frequently dieting behavior. So that um, what the, the questions that come to mind with this amazing results is, why does this happen? And one um, explanation that comes um, to mind and also the authors, the researchers uh, propose is that when somebody dies, dies, follows a strict diet for a certain period of time, they cannot really 
continue to live like that for too long. So inevitably, inevitably, when you have a cycle of very restrictive dieting, then you that is usually followed by periods of overeating or periods of binge eating where um, it counteracts with everything all the effort you put in the diet. So you may lose some weight with the period you are following a diet, but then you end up overeating because you are sick and tired of uh, this restrictive type of diets, and then you overeat. They also um, found that the girls and boys that were following the more restrictive diets, the frequent diets, they tend to eat more carbohydrates um, than the kids who didn't die. And they think that maybe perhaps that also played a role, like the quality of the food that when you you may follow a certain diet, but you uh, eat, you choose to eat uh, the limited amount of food that you have, you tend to make not so healthy options that they're high in carbohydrates. That's potentially one possible another explanation. And um, finally, they found that um, the people that were dieting more frequently were more likely to also have episodes of binge eating where, again, they would lose control, they would eat uh, a lot of uh, a lot of food in those episodes of binge eating, and that would also tend to lead to weight gain. So, what is the take home message from this great study? It is first of all, dieting is very common among both girls and boys during teenage years. Second. Binge eating behavior is more common in teenagers that follow a diet versus teenagers that don't follow a certain diet. And in particular, binge eating is actually worse the more intense the dieting behavior is among teenagers. Third, the more frequent the dieting, the more weight gain over time. So it doesn't work. In simple words, dieting, restrictive diet doesn't work. All it does is just um, following a period of restrictive and overeating, which is not healthy, and it can create all kinds of um, unpleasant feelings. So my advice to you all is if you are following a restrictive diet, you don't have to do that if your goal is to be in a healthier weight. The healthier uh, lifestyle is the best way. It is a sustainable way that you can follow a healthy lifestyle where you slowly build healthy habits over time that you don't have to ever give up because it is a lifestyle it is a habit. It's the way you live your life. So you learn how to live your life and that's how you get into a healthy weight. And if you want to learn more about uh, my program where I teach you all about how to create a healthy lifestyle and be in a healthy weight, 
I invite you to go to lifestyle14s.com forward slash join and join the waiting list for the next coaching group of the Lifestyle 14s program. I hope this was helpful and I'll talk to you soon. Take care.